0: Hey there! listeners uh, friends family foes and lurkers alike welcome to another episode of truth espresso and if this is not another for you because it's your first episode of truth espresso well there are 197 other episodes you can listen to catch up on and give truth espresso a chance and (laughs) i've got my sweet beautiful wife and co-host along with me to talk more about slander because We're in a series talking about slander, what it is, how it takes shape, and how to overcome it. And so, sweetheart, ready to talk some more about slander and move to kind of another category of people whom we can find ourselves slandering? Yes, this will
2: be a great episode.
0: So if you haven't listened to the last episode, the last episode we ended a series within the series of slander about dealing with slander with our spouse and so we talked about how to avoid or how to repair slanders with our spouse and so now we're moving on to people outside the home those who are not necessarily with us every day They can be family members who don't live with us, friends, co-workers, neighbors, other Christians that we happen to have as acquaintances and so on. But we can find ourselves negatively speaking to these other people. And so, sweetheart, do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Why do we sometimes find ourselves speaking negatively to or about other people?
2: (laughs) Yes, so I think that it's interesting how often the scriptures talk about how powerful our tongue is and being careful what we say, how we say things. I know we've mentioned before that there are over 170 Bible verses that talk about the word tongue or words or speech, and often I think that we tend to view other people as more distant. And then we can kind of rationalize in the way we talk about them because they are distant. Then we think, oh, this isn't going to hurt them or they won't find out that I'm talking about them like this. or They're (laughs) not right here. And we kind of fall in this trap of speaking negative about other people. And the Bible is very clear that we shouldn't speak about people in our home outside of our home negatively like that and so hopefully this section on how we talk about other people well definitely it's going to be convicting but also (laughs) encouraging and um, looking at some tools on how can we change the way we think about this how do we actually talk about people (laughs) and Mm. and so yes hopefully that was a good intro
0: (laughs) oh yeah definitely sweetheart and as you said like we can find ourselves Easily talking negatively about people because they can seem more distant from us. It might not seem as consequential to our minds. We can become complacent about really slandering other people. In Proverbs 18.21, it says that even life and death are in the power of the tongue. And unfortunately, we don't often think about just how much damage our words can do to people and tearing them down like we might think it might give us a little bit of benefit, but it doesn't do much harm and we don't realize just how harmful it is. And as you said, there's lots of Bible verses that warn us about that. I think one of the reasons that we can find ourselves speaking negatively to people or about people that are, you know, kind of those distant acquaintances or friends, you know, even church members, but we don't really live with them and stuff. They're kind of far enough away from us so that it's kind of like throwing arrows over the wall or something. (laughs) One of the reasons I think I see in the Bible about why we can find ourselves doing Envy, You know, when we find ourselves envying our neighbors, co-workers, friends, or family, especially ones outside our immediate home, we see them as competitors and opponents, and slander becomes a weapon to satisfy envy. And so, I have a few Bible verses about how envy can relate to slandering other people ecclesiastes 4 4 it says again i considered all travail and every right work that for this a man is envied of his neighbor this is also vanity and vexation of spirit <laughs> so mm-hmm. the great wise solomon who is trying to find wisdom through kind of looking at the world through a secular lens and he sees people envying his neighbor each one their neighbor and it's Vanity and vexation of spirit, and you know he's looking at all the travail in the world, and there seems to be linked to you know people envying each other. Mm. I see uh, there's uh, an example in Acts thirteen forty five where it says, "But when the Jews saw the multitudes, these are people who are following Paul's preaching and the converts there." When the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. So, the reaction of these Jews when they're envious of Paul's effectiveness in converting people who, likewise, were their fellows, but they see that they're embracing the gospel that Paul's preaching, so what do they do? They end up slandering Paul.
2: I think that's a great thought about why we fall into that place of slandering others. And envy is like when you think about kind of the common sayings of envy brings out the green monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Green with envy, or is that the right way you say it? Yeah. Okay. Green with envy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you're envious, it just turns the inside of you like rotten almost they think of rotten fruit (laughs) (laughs) but in ephesians god's telling us that the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace kindness long-suffering goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control i mean all those fruits don't include slandering or gossiping or putting others down And so I think that envy is kind of one of those bad fruits that Mm, if we're (laughs) envious of someone, then that's a good indicator that we're not having that good fruit in
1: there.
0: Definitely. Because, you know, the fruit of the spirit they don't come with qualifiers like the fruit of the spirit is love someone who's easy to love or joy when conditions make it easy to be joyful or peace when <laughs> there's no difficulty going on you know it's just those are the fruits of the spirit and it's not like love someone if you somehow find no reason to be envious of them you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: but I think that's the cool part of the fruit of the Spirit is that it takes the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, to be able to have that fruit. Mm. Because those are things that we can't do mm. in and of ourselves because that's like kind of against what you would want to do. Mm. And I was thinking too, babe, with one of the reasons we fall into slandering is if we've been hurt. Mm. If someone else said something hurtful about us or we heard the gossip train and then in turn, instead of trying to heal or reconcile with that person who hurt you, you kind of repay vengeance for vengeance and you turn around and slander and try and harm that person in return. And, you know, there's scriptures like in Romans where it talks about, okay, vengeance is God's. Where that's not our place to repay I mean, of course, there are consequences for sin, but if someone hurts us, that's not our place to turn around and slander or put them down.
0: Yeah, definitely, sweetheart. And I just want to briefly go back to the envy as a warning because envy is easy, but scripture also demonstrates that envy can lead to worse things. It leads to slander. It's a major cause of slandering others, but then if we foster it, foster it if you let it faster <laughs> i think that's what i meant that it can lead to things like violence <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so some scriptures demonstrate that so in mark 15 9 you have jesus standing before pilate and he pilate answered the jews saying will ye that i release unto you the king of the jews for he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy <laughs> you know and so we mm-hmm. see that Yeah, the chief priests had plotted to get Jesus killed because they were envious of him. Mm -hmm. Stephen's sermon in Acts chapter 7, he mentions Joseph's brothers, calling them the patriarchs there. So at Acts 7, 9, he says, and the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. And now, remember I would mentioned Paul earlier in Acts chapter 13, where the Jews, out of envy, started slandering Paul. And then later on in the chapter, in verse 50, it says, But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. So, yeah. <laughs> First, envy leads to slander and, uh, you know, then eventually can lead to violence. So, yeah, there's a warning from scripture there. Envy can lead to serious things. Things that you might not realize just how capable you might doing if you just dwell on it and pursue it to its unresolved ends there.
2: Well, and that was the reason we had the first account of murder in the mm, Bible yeah. it was because Cain was envious <laughs> of yeah, Abel exactly. and <laughs> that God approved of Abel's sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, envy is one of those things that it seems insignificant, but it Hmm. needs attention because it can become very out of control and (laughs) lead to serious things.
0: Because then you justify it in yourself. Well, why shouldn't I have that? Why shouldn't I do this? It's only just, it's social justice or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. So, uh what are some ways that we can tear down others in this kind of not so closely knit group of people that we know but they don't live with us every day, you know, <laughs> friends, family, coworkers, other Christians. What's the first way that we have here for tearing down people?
2: Yeah, the first way is we can say negative things either about another person or actually directly to them. So saying a negative comment would be something like, I can't believe that person did that. What were they thinking? They must not have even been thinking. (laughs) I mean, things like that is not edifying and that's not helping the person. Okay, maybe there's some truth in there that what they did was not the best of idea, but that's not our place to say it in that negative light and potentially to other people that don't even need to be a part of this conversation as well.
0: So, yeah, as you said, it's like you can have some truth in there, but you add to it things that don't need to be there. Like you're talking about something that someone did that wasn't the best thing to do, and there are ways to handle that confront the person help them figure it out help them improve or whatever but then you add to it things like insulting their intelligence or something like that Mm -hmm. as you mentioned like what were they thinking like They must be dumb or something like that. Or Mm -hmm. the reason that they did this must be, you know, something that it may not be. You know, they honestly were trying to do something right or they did the wrong thing or they didn't think through it, but you assign malicious intent to it or whatever. But yeah, saying negative things, insulting people in the process.
2: So verse that kind of talks about how this is something that can happen also the consequences of letting this happen. So Psalms 52 verses 2 through 4, it says, The tongue deviseth mischiefs like a sharp razor, working deceitfully. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Selah. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue
0: convicting verses right there <laughs> yeah.
2: so it's like our tongue wants to be deceitful it wants to slander and that's where this verse is kind of like a warning like beware, be careful like that's what your tongue wants to do but that's not a good thing so we need to rein in our tongue rein in our words stop and think what we're about to say is this going to be helpful or is this going to actually cause harm
0: And once again, as we'll say, you know, these are convicting verses. We're not standing here before you say that we always say angelic things. But what we want to do is constantly, you know, it's a daily thing to try to catch ourselves. If we find ourselves speaking deceitfully or negatively about people unnecessarily, you know, it's something that Christians should work on. So as you're listening to this episode, we hope that you take it to heart that way because not being perfect speakers, it's best, according to the Bible, once you find something slip out of your mouth to fix it, make it right, catch it, work on it. That's the way to handle it. <laughs> mm. And I have a verse here for how to understand someone who likes to speak negatively about people <laughs> so proverbs eleven twelve it says he that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor <laughs> but a man of understanding holdeth his peace so basically <laughs> the verses say that if someone is despising their neighbor saying negative things about their neighbor They're void of wisdom. In other words, it's not a very smart thing to do to speak negatively about people. So, if you want to be a smart, wise person, you hold your peace. You work on what you say. That's what the wise person does.
2: Yeah, I like that verse.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was trying not to laugh as I was saying like oh, the really dumb stupid person is someone who <laughs> despises his neighbor. <laughs> like it's an accusation. <laughs> like okay, I don't want to be of someone void of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If the practice principle is vital for teaching such morally neutral tasks as tying shoes, how much more important is it for training children in Christ like character? This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Yeah. So what is our next means of tearing down people that are kind of on the outer circle of our acquaintances?
0: Mm, So this one is going to be yet another convicting (laughs) point here because it's one of those things it's so easy to do. You might find yourself doing it and at first not realizing it, but what's strange is that it involves other people. Yeah. Yeah. So the second way that we can tear down other people is gossip. (laughs) Mm. Man, this is one is way too easy, but (laughs) so yeah, an example, it's like, spreading news and rumors the bible refers to it as like the whisper so did you hear what mary said to sally about her husband going to lunch with lizzie you know (laughs) and one of those things about gossip it's also even if you're not the one who's initiating it and stuff it can be very difficult because it can be tempting to want to listen in on gossip and kind of be a willing participant You know, it's like, what's the juicy nugget of truth that someone's spewing out? I want in on this. I have a few verses about gossip so 1st Timothy five thirteen is kind of the context of how to care for widows who are widows indeed and stuff and he kind of presents the danger of well, you got to pick the ones who are truly widows and stuff and so widows who are not treated correctly so he says and with all they learn to be idle wandering about from house to house and not only idle but tattlers also and busybodies speaking things which they They ought not. (laughs) So (laughs) I know this isn't like sexist or something, but Paul's pointing out certain people who, if they're not busy enough caring for other people, if they're kind of subsidized in a way and given lots of free time, then they start to try to get into the lives of other people. And so they befriend people in a way they go from house to house and want to spread gossip and rumors and stuff.
2: You know. So I actually had that verse written down. Oh, you too.
0: did! <laughs> it is
2: funny. Like the picture I got in my head. I don't think you've seen this movie yet. Mm. This will have to be one of our date nights. Oh, okay, eventually. yeah. Um, so it's a classic. It's Anne of Green Gables. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one of the main people in there, she's an older woman. Her name is Rachel lynn and she's one of these busybodies that goes house to house and mm-hmm. likes to gossip and sometimes makes a mess of things because of that. <laughs> but one of the things that they say in there about her is they say that she needs to stop meddling in other people's affairs. <laughs> and that just kind of reminds me of when we, I read this verse here. But.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's interesting to think, almost 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul is having to talk about things that just seem like it hits home here. Like, some things never change, you know. Even in ancient Greece, (laughs) almost 2,000 years ago, you have unmarried widows or whatever, older ladies, or just anyone who they have too much time on their hands, and so they want to be busybodies and go around spreading gossip. we see the effects of this in proverbs sixteen twenty eight. where
2: did you read my notes <laughs> <laughs> you have
0: that one, okay well, have wanna, that one okay well why don't you read that one <laughs> 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 you're good oh, that's so funny
2: <laughs> okay i'll read that one <laughs> Well, actually, I'm going to back up to verse 27. Oh, okay. Like, there's a lot of good stuff
1: right yeah.
2: <laughs> here. So, in verse 27, it says, An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is a burning fire. A forward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor, and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He sheddeth his eyes to devise forward things, Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. (laughs)
0: sounds like gossip can be destructive because verse 28 mentions the whisper that separates chief friends so yeah you can have a strong bond of friendship but the slightest little rumor that someone spreads if you don't check it if you don't trust your close friend but you trust the words of some person who makes it just sound too good to not be interested in it can end up turning friends into enemies and yes (laughs) If you find yourself starting gossip rumors or wanting to yield to the temptation to listen in on juicy gossip, you realize, oh, this is not good. This is not what the Bible teaches. Let me end it right here.
2: (laughs) So I thought it was kind of interesting. I was looking up because in 2 Corinthians 12, it talks about both not slandering and not gossiping. Hmm. So I was like, okay, why did he use both? slander and gossip in there. Is there a difference? And then kind of looking at some of the thoughts out there about like what the Bible means on that. It was saying that gossip is spreading information to people that could be true, but it's not necessarily for that other person to hear. Yeah, <laughs> And that's where people tend to rationalize gossip because they're like well it's true Mm -hmm. but that person may not need to be party of that conversation whereas slander is spreading falsehood Mm -hmm. so it's actually like more evil intention and spreading lies about someone else Mm -hmm. so i thought that was kind of a good distinction there to help understand the difference between the two of them
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good thought there, sweetheart. Slander could be to someone's face. It may not be in someone's face, but it's more like public and blatant, whereas gossip, all of the information might be true, but it could intentionally lead people to make assumptions, some inferences about that, that there's more to it. There's something implied there.
2: (laughs) So I have a trivia question for you.
0: Ooh. Yes, here comes the (laughs) trivia. (laughs) See how well I do on this one.
2: (laughs) All right. What percent of our conversation, like just a normal conversation, consists of gossip?
0: (laughs) Oh, whoa. whoa. Yeah. (laughs) So on average. So they said
2: like basically a 16-hour day of awake time and being in conversations. What percent of that consists of gossip?
0: Mm -hmm. assuming that you're conversing for 16 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me see. I say eight hours, so half.
2: (laughs) Well, this statistic and study that I was reading said 80%. Oh,
0: wow. So that's more than 50%. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: And this study actually found that men tend to gossip twice as much as women.
0: (laughs) Whoa. But there's th- the yeah uh, that destroys the stereotypes right there, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but I thought their finding with that was kind of interesting because mm. they said that men like to talk about anything else but themselves mm. whereas women don't mind talking about themselves,
1: oh yeah, and so that's yeah.
2: where it kind of moves that statistic a little bit differently than what we typically think mm-hmm. but This is just one study, so (laughs) there's other things and thoughts out there as well, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And I'll tell you this funny part that I was (laughs) laughing at (laughs) earlier. Okay. So they say that gossiping might actually be vital to our survival (laughs) (laughs) because gossiping may have helped cavemen to elect leaders to catch thieves. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: well yeah
2: i'm like hmm okay but the bible says gossiping is not good yeah so no This is
0: just how the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. So, yeah, if the world philosophizes that gossip is how (laughs) how we enact justice or whatever, how we improve society, you know, like as if it's some positive side effect of negative actions. Well, the Bible says, you know, we don't do evil that good may come. And so, yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, they were also trying to say that the majority of gossip is not harmful, (laughs) that there's only a small percentage. I think it was like less than 5% was actually negative gossip. But I'm like, okay, but the Bible doesn't say there's positive and negative gossip. It just says gossip is not good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they're defining gossip differently. Like if you talk about someone in the third person in any way that it's gossip, I don't know. (laughs) But whatever the case, yeah. Like if we're talking about gossip according to the Bible's definition, which you talk negatively about someone in the third person and intending to get other people on your side you know on your team against that other person then yeah gossip is always bad
2: (laughs) so what happens if we engage in gossip like what are some potential consequences do you think
0: yeah i mean it says in proverbs sixteen twenty eight that it can separate close friends basically gossip is a form of team you know making like there's some people you want on your team and you're trying to form the other team and mm-hmm. the battle lines get drawn and not for the right reasons you know <laughs> and so yeah it's factions say the founding fathers of the united states warned about factions it can happen in friends and even at church or at work you know cliques factions and so on
2: i think another consequence of gossip is that it betrays Mm, trust yeah And confidence. Oh, yeah. Because if you find out someone is going to go and kind of talk behind your back or they even talk to you about other people, then you're kind of lose your confidence in that person. Like, can I actually talk to this person? Are they going to go say something about me when I'm not in the room? And
0: yeah, some things you need someone to hold in confidence, like, okay, you need to confide in someone, be able to tell them some of your vulnerabilities because you're seeking help and so on. So, i need someone whom i can say and let them know about the struggle i'm having a vulnerability and so on can you keep a secret type of thing but if someone is a gossip you know you can't do that with them and so yes <laughs> that's why gossip is very harmful
2: <laughs> and then the last one i was thinking of too is that it can create conflict mm, yeah. and sometimes it's even a necessary conflict so it's like, yep. okay, we have enough conflict <laughs> yep. going on. And it's just something that, yeah, <laughs> is so convicting that it's like, okay, now I don't know if I even want to talk to anyone. <laughs> what if I fall into like gossiping and stuff? And I think that these verses and just these conversations, it's just a good kind of check System, Like checking in and seeing where we're at and mm-hmm. how do we typically engage in conversations and are we building the other person up or tearing them down and mm-hmm. um, just asking God to help us to really think through what we say to others
0: definitely good words for thought there sweetheart and move to our final way that we do tear down other people is to bear false witness so straight out lying about them so negative things you know there could be truth to as we mentioned but it's intended to destroy them with negative things gossip is when we tell secrets about people behind their back intending that they don't hear it but others hear it and form battle lines there and now bear false witness witness is just straight up lies but it could be mixed with truth but the lies are an integral obvious part of it so even truth with a little bit of false witness is still false witness you know a half truth is still a lie <laughs> yeah.
2: Castle Rock Women's Health is a pro-women and pro-life clinic and ministry serving women of all ages and backgrounds in the community of Castle Rock, Colorado and the surrounding areas. Castle Rock Women's Health offers well-women care, prenatal care, extended postpartum care, licensed clinical Christian counseling, fertility awareness, hormone therapy, childbirth classes, STI testing and treatment, ultrasounds and even the abortion pill reversal. Castle Rock Women's Health uses your generosity to offer services at little to no cost for many women in situations where insurance is not available. But Castle Rock Women's Health needs your help. To serve women better in the community, Castle Rock Women's Health is looking to move into a new office please consider a charitable donation to help Castle Rock Women's Health offer life-affirming care and reach more women with the love of Jesus Christ by going to givesendgo.com forward slash C-R-W-H. That's givesendgo.com forward slash C-R-W-H and be a blessing to women in need. For more information about Castle Rock Women's Health, please visit our website at crwomenshealth.com. Thank you so much.
0: Do you have any thoughts or verses about lying, sweetheart? No, you know, it's easy to find verses in the Bible about lying, you know, including it's one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not bear false witness.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's just throughout the book of Proverbs, too. Mm, yeah. So I think one of the verses I wrote down was Proverbs six nineteen. It says, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren.
0: Those are two of the seven abominations. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: like, wait, I'm not getting the
1: <laughs>
2: whole thought in my head here. Okay, thanks. So that is something that God hates. Mm-hmm. Is a false witness that speaketh lies and that soweth discord among his brethren.
0: Mm-hmm. Another one is Proverbs 14.5 that says, A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Seems like there's types of people here. One who lives by lies, lives to speak lies, and another one who is trying to be honest and faithful, and that person will refrain from lying. I know the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar, so everyone has lied before. It's easy to lie, but we should strive to be people, you know, putting on the new man and catch ourselves and strive not to be someone who habitually lies out of intention and lives by them, yes.
2: (laughs) Don't you think that is kind of an interesting thing we see just in society where people are like, oh, it's okay to tell a little lie or it was just a white lie. (laughs) There is some truth in it. And so many people just rationalize it that it's become more of like, that's kind of what you do. Like there isn't really thought that, oh, we shouldn't be doing this and it's not a good thing. And I think that's why there's so many verses Especially in the book of Proverbs where it's talking about wisdom. Like, we can't live this way because it's going to just destroy us and destroy others.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's like you descend the stairway down to the ultimate pit of, you know, where it leads to. And it finally leads to politics. <laughs> <laughs> The absolute cesspool of lies, you know, it's like, once you get to politics, then it's like, oh, you're one of those honest people, ha ha ha, you know, wait, you hang out for us long, long enough, this is how you play the game, it's just, you just lie, that's, you can't function here unless you just flat out lie and lie all the time, that's how things work around here, you know. Mm.
2: So I saw this cool example one time um, recently. This had more to do with just being aware of what types of movies you watch or things that you allow in your home and things where you're trying to make excuses for it. But it just seemed like it kind of fit well with this too, that even just a little bit of falsehood can ruin the whole thing and it still needs to be called out that it's a lie. And so the example is, uh, dad was making a batch of brownies for the, his boys, and then he served it up, and the boys were like excited because they are about to take a bite, and it smelled so good. And then right before they take a bite, some versions of this, one of the <laughs> kids actually put a little bit in his mouth first, but the dad <laughs> said, wait, let me tell you what's inside the brownies first, <laughs> and he says, like, there's flour and sugar and just a teeny tiny bit of dog poop
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: the boys are like eh, gross and spitting out the brownie and so then the dad explains like okay Even though the majority of it were good ingredients, things that we would eat, and it smells so good, just that tiny bit of something bad in there makes you want to spew out the whole thing. And that's how we should view just lies or things that aren't good. We shouldn't make an excuse for, oh, well, it's just a little bit. Mm. Okay, when the Bible is clear that, no, we shouldn't do this, then we need to try our best and, again, just keep asking God to give us that strength and wisdom and ability to try and follow that because this is for our own good. God isn't trying to say, (laughs) don't lie because, you know, you're going to lose out on friends or not have fun or lose your job or whatever. God's like, no, this is for your own good because lying leads to your destruction.
1: Yeah.
0: There are plenty of verses about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have also some verses Proverbs 26:18 about the way a liar will try to deceive people about their lies. <laughs> it says as a madman who casteth firebrands arrows and death so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith am not i in sport and in other words in modern english you know, like oh come on i was just joking you know? <laughs> like it's someone who's destroying someone else with his words by lying and then when the person gets upset about it, like how could you do that and it's like put his arm around it, like come on can't you take a joke it was just a joke it wasn't meant to you know for anything come on you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah people will deceive with their lies and they'll lie about their lies (laughs) and we have a passage to close that about how God will tell us to avoid lies and
2: (laughs) yes Uh, Colossians 3 8 through 10 God tells us to put off all these put off anger wrath malice blasphemy Filthy communication out of your mouth, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him."
0: Colossians 3 verses 8 through 10 that's a good passage to kind of feel encouraged about the benefit of putting off lying and to seek to put on the new man and it's renewed in knowledge and after the one who created us in his image and so if we want to be more Christ-like the God who created us then we want to put off lying because the devil is the father of lies and Jesus says he's the way the truth and the life and so yes you can't be Christ like if you are allowing lies to define your speech and your life and so yes let's seek truth (laughs) in all things and fight every day crucify the flesh fight every day to catch ourselves when we slip up and make amends and not slander not lie not gossip not tear down other people so, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth Espresso. Hope you found it not only convicting, but encouraging. You know, we are fellow travelers here in sanctification in the Christian life, trying to um, help make our speech better, you know, and more Christ like. And I encourage you to stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso in the series, also, as we will then look at ways we can build up others with our words instead of lying. Also to stay tuned, we're coming up on 200 episodes of Truth Espresso and we've got a yay. <laughs> yay. Whoa, it's hard to believe, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to make it past, you know, like I read about pod fade before starting Truth Espresso. So pod fade is when you get all excited about a podcast, you make a few episodes and then you find yourself just slacking off and then the podcast is only about 8 episodes long. But truth espresso. Has beaten the pod fade average by a mile, and thank you, sweetheart, for helping me continue pumping out the content here at Truth Espresso. <laughs>
2: well, good job, and also thank you to our listeners who listen and tune into this and <laughs> help keep us going as well. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Truth Espresso is a member podcast of the Christian Podcast Community, and so look for. Episode 200. We're going to have a special guest to talk about the Christian podcast community. Um, if all goes well, God willing, there. And so stay tuned for that and for the next episode of Truth Espresso. And God bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day.